listening to Science Boobies, culturally insensitive quantum physics and space-time stuff. With your hosts, Jen and Brian. You can find us on scienceboobies.com. That's right, boobies. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Science Boobies, the Science Boobies podcast featuring Brian and... Jen Scharf. Jen Scharf. The most hated person on the internet. The most hated yoga teacher in Toronto. Is that true? Uh, Ottawa. I'm sorry, Ottawa. (laughs) Not Toronto. (laughs) You're not spreading that far. Um, uh, I'm probably better known in Toronto than Ottawa, to be honest. Oh, give yourself some credit. Um, <laughs> what do you want to talk about um, this week, John? I think you mentioned something about um, nuclear war. Um, well, I was just hoping everybody could pray with us that nuclear war doesn't happen, because I, I feel like we're kind of on the precipice of that right now. Because but, of the uh, impending change of power in the U.S. and Yep. Yeah. Scary. Well, they don't want to give up their stranglehold on uh, on the power. It seems they, they'd rather just they would rather just read from their Alinsky playbook and double down on their uh, their regular. Uh, yeah, it's, it's become predictable at this point, you know. But we're not going to talk about who they are because that's not the subject of this week's show. Um, but we'll just think of they in the general terms. They. They, 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 and um, do you, like me, I mean, do you, like me, watch public events and, like, Macy's Day Parade, Fourth of July Parade, these big events, Super Bowl, and you think in the back of your mind, oh, crap, are they going to do something here? Is this going to be, like, an event? Like a false flag? Not even a, false, a true flag, either one, like an event, just an event. Would an event happen? Like you, you watch the Super Bowl and you go, oh, my God, this could be an event. Something happen? Um, well, I don't know. I don't think that, no. Uh, I mean, anytime I there think. is an event, I assume it's a false flag, if that's what you're asking. No, I mean, like, whenever, basically, whenever people gather around these days, do you worry there's going to be either a terrorist attack or a false flag? Uh, I don't think about it. No, I don't really worry too, too much. Hmm, I guess it's just me then. Well, public opinion is important, and we're at a point in history where public opinion shifted drastically inside mm-hmm. a very small amount of time. Yep. So um, it's more important to manage that, in fact, than it is to worry about an individual terrorist attacks, which at this point, you know, they kind of just give the impression that it's just to sort of push the disarmament agenda. There is no disarmament agenda. When we have tens of thousands of warheads and we're telling... I'm not talking about nuclear disarmament. I'm talking about, like, guns. Oh, gun disarmament. Okay. Yeah. No, nuclear disarmament, I mean, I feel like that's been a dead man switch kind of deal for a while. Yeah. Well, if you do it, I'll fucking kill you. I'll, I'll blow up your. You know, there's enough. There's enough processed material out there to probably yeah. destroy the world several times over. You know, putting the Earth to the greatest entropy state via nuclear war is not really 
Because I, I think what it is is these people are torn between their legacy and, mm-hmm. you know, they. there's no legacy if you, well, the people, whoever, they, I don't want to name names there, but okay. whoever's, whoever's the person who might send us into that nuclear war, I guess I feel like Obama is not really the one in control, but maybe he thinks he is. Because, you know, the most yeah. useful idiot is the one who thinks they're acting autonomously. That's why it's all, you know, very subtle. Oh, okay. here's a T-shirt with a communist hammer and sickle on it because that's so awesome. It's so avant-garde these days. Well, it's basically ideology that you have to be stupid to get on board with. And then when you do get on board with it, the only way you can implement it is by killing everybody, which is basically anybody who has an ounce of sanity or rationality because the system essentially has no redeeming quality. Doesn't uh, American Apparel sell like a bunch of Marxist t-shirts? I wouldn't be surprised. There appears to be a very, very concerted effort to mainline this stuff. And seems, oh. you know, there's been a bit of backlash in the last year. And there shall be yeah. for a few more years because of the Trump. Which is now culminated in the Trump phenomenon, who is basically, yeah. I mean, I admire you what? So, I mean, did you say you admire I, Trump? I I don't want. I'm not saying he's perfect, but I, and I'm not saying this just to be, you know, to suck up. But honestly, I I respect the guy. He seems to have he seems wow. to have tremendous future. And uh, you know, there's a, well, what are who are we comparing him to? First of all, and even if we weren't comparing him to other people, I'd still like him because he's a troll, and I find that funny you can't really you get tired if you're way too serious and that's kind of what the cultural marxists that's the vibe they give off is that they're pissed that people are having more fun than they are and they won't be happy until everybody else is as miserable as they are except that that's actually physically impossible because they're the limit of possible misery when alive because they're they're basically the biggest violation in my view they're the dumbest people purporting as you know because that whole, oh, my God, I'm offended, that serves a purpose, right? But you have to be mm-hmm. offended by the right things. And they're yeah. basically saying, well, we're going to be offended by this. You know, if you don't support <clears throat> pedophilia, you're a fucking homophobe or whatever it is they're saying now. Uh, so these people are clearly not, mm, they're not the ones to be doing the moral enforcing. All right. And with that, we're going to... Slightly oh, sorry, topics. I got another Marxist rant. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> all right. Um, we started talking about nuclear weapons, and I wanted mm-hmm. to shoot to shoot this out to you. Um, some oh, people yeah. theorize. What? Just shoot it on out. I'm going to shoot something out up. to you. I'm going well, to shoot. I'm, I'm, I'm going to send off a a, uh, a notion. Let's hear it. All right. Some theorize, and I've actually theorized this too, and maybe others have not theorized this, but I've, this might be my own thing, but other people may have thought of this too, but I theorize, see how I just changed it from others to myself, so now I'm taking it. I theorize that we've already been through World War III. The reason I think this, ask me the reason I think this. I would love to know the reason why you think this. Okay, I think this because if you could, if you tally up the number of below and above ground nuclear tests from nineteen, I think it's nineteen, nineteen forty, uh, through like the I think it was the late eighties, early nineties, and, and then the few that North Korea has done recently, you have 
so many explosions and so many detonations that not only is the background radiation in, in the northern hemisphere, because the winds flow east or um, west east and northern hemisphere and east west in the lower hemisphere. So if you look at it like a thermal map or whatever, radioactive map of, of the earth, you'll see this higher level of background radiation covering the top of the planet where most of the landmass and most of the civilization is. Because that's where in the last, you know, 50 years, between all the <clears> testing they've done, they've detonated the same amount of nuclear weapons that would, be detonate, that would have been detonated in a moderate worldwide World War III. And even though they call it a test, it's still a detonation. I mean, the Russians detonated, I, if I'm getting this number wrong, but I think either a, either a 20 or an 80 megaton bomb somewhere um, north of Siberia. I mean, and even though that was a test, that the particulates and in, in, in the radiation from that test are still in the atmosphere. I know. So, what I'm, say, so what I'm saying is that, like, the entire, at least the northern hemisphere population of this world have been and will continue to be suffering from the physical um, uh, symptoms of radiation poisoning, subtle radiation poisoning, for decades and hundreds of years to come. I mean, everything from, from higher cancer rates to autism, I bet a lot of this stuff is due to that. And no one realizes the amount of radiation and explosions that have happened is the equivalent of a World War III. And, and no one realizes it. It's like we're all living a lie. What do you think about that? I'm really glad you shared your feeling. Do you agree? Definitely it's a concern, yeah. Um, the autism, what caused that is a different story. I don't think that's just nuclear radiation. I do well, think the nuclear radiation is becoming increasingly, increasingly problematic, yes. Let's just, okay, so let's just talk cancer. I, I would surmise in my non-professional opinion that the background radiation in the northern hemisphere has caused a significant percentage of all cancers in the U.S. and, and in, the, in the world. Cancer is just so ubiquitous if you count every form. I mean, aside from skin cancer, which we know is caused by the sun. Other than that, the higher incidence, of, the ridiculously high incidence of cancer of all types worldwide can't be natural, can't be due to some uh, genetic uh, malfunction or, or mutation. It has to be environmental. Okay. And the chemicals that, that are released through industry, I'm sure, play a part, but in no way could do the damage, could do the mutations that radiation could do. And I think it's the radiation over the last four decades that has caused a lot of the cancer in this world. Not to mention... Well, you have to understand... You have to understand what you're actually looking at as alpha, right. beta, gamma. They're all out there. Well, don't, some of them don't act over long distances, right? Some of them do. Well, luckily so, for us, the tests have happened on both uh, east and western hemispheres and in, 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 all, in all the major oceans and in, um, near the North Pole and right. um, off of and the And then there's also um, chemtrails. Because it's not yeah, well, just. I know, I know, but let's. It's not just that that makes a difference. Let's just talk there's about that one thing, though. Let's just talk about that one thing. Do you think the number of nuclear tests out there causing the, the background radiation of the U.S. or in the, of the Northern Hemisphere to increase would have a, a, a notable effect on the instances of, of for instance, cancer? 
be something to look at for sure. I, I mean, think it'd be something possible. worth looking at, absolutely. It's hard to disentangle causality for a lot of things. Some people will tell you, oh, you know, if you take a certain amount of whatever, you can get rid of cancer. And uh, I don't, uh, you hear so many things, you know, at some point yeah. you have to step back and just say, well, I don't know. And no new amount of information is going to change that. It just seems like there's too much noise. There's like a noise floor that's impenetrable sometimes as regards all the different causalities for these things. No one talks about the radiation thing. and They don't want to because they can't face it because it's like that's a big theocratic supremacist dictatorship. Like if you had priests that weren't, you know, demented freaks who want to live forever, Mm. drink kids' blood and taking heart transfusion seven times or trans whatever the fuck. Uh, if it was actual priests, like good people, then, you know, you wouldn't have uh, these nuclear standoffs because these people would realize, and most but many of us do, that this is just going to hurt things in the long run. And it's going to cause suffering generation on generation when people are like, basically, what, what could happen is the whole world would be born like it wasn't Chernobyl. Completely, like, these people couldn't do anything. They were just, like, there, you know. Mm-hmm. They were just, like, completely, uh, you know. I believe that um, in our lesson, you know, we're still we're still going forward on the nuclear stuff. Well, I don't know. It's just going to keep happening, I guess. We don't, as a as a species, understand things unless it's happening right in front of our face. And the whole nuclear background radiation thing happened over such a long period of time under the auspice of testing that no one realizes it's a thing. It's real. Like Paul, when you know thousands of people got murdered due to negligence um, on the part of eating carbide, people understood that because it happened overnight and long-term. And people could wrap their heads around it, and they, they knew the cause of it, and they, they saw the horror of it. But basically, that, the Bhopal is like a microcosm of what's happened over 50 years with the background radiation. But, it's, but the background radiation has happened so gradually. It's second only to climate change as far as us not being able to wrap our heads around it because it's, it's taking so long that we can't, we can't like um, materialize it in front of us. We can't understand it. So we don't act on it. And we continue to do stupid things. Oh, it's going to be all right. I don't know. You know, and, and disentangling the uh, causality matrix is not as hard as people think. All right. So how do we do it? The truth it's exists. Brainiac. The truth exists. So you're making a leap, a translation of your thought process the truth is out there it does exist but you have to also understand that sometimes i don't want to say there's no such thing as objective truth but there's some most things there is a subjective element a considerable subjective element so you know like what give me an example well human individual consciousness is subjective right so no, we are having a conversation, and you know who knows if if anything is getting through, right? Like, <laughs> if what I think the is being conveyed is actually being conveyed, I don't know that. What You're I'm saying, saying is, regardless of that fact, mm-hmm. there is such a thing as objective truth. I've never That's seen it. That. There is such a thing as that. Like this is sort of the false dichotomy, the sort of philosophical false dichotomy. Like, oh, moral relativism. So, yeah, it's like a way to 
do false causality. Okay. It's the moral relativism is the way to do the false causality. So it's like, does that does that make sense or is that no, too much? No, you totally lost me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can't re- reward it in any way to make it more palatable. Or... Okay. okay, so if <laughs> if false beliefs are consequent of some primary false belief, then once you lose the primary false belief, every other false belief that's associated to that primary one will be gone. Okay, okay. So, like, once people realize that, for instance, um, Kanye West has no talent, then all other hip-hop artists See, like Kanye exactly, West will be seen as having exactly no talent. Thing. I used to hit up the club with my boy, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Andrew DeMarsh. Love you, man. Uh, yeah, we used to dance to Kanye West. What do you, what's your problem with Kanye West? <clears throat> well, I'm just saying he has absolutely no talent whatsoever in any way. And, um, Holy crap, you're harsh. Well, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. He's not a musician. He's not a producer. He's just He's a guy that's in the How right place at the right time. You do realize that the final play in this, I'm pretty sure, is some sort of amalgam between the world wrestling thing and Alex Jones in politics or something like that. The World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, that's what we're going to have to compete with. We're going to be like, no, 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 no. Okay. No. You lose on me, Jim. Well, uh, I want the fucking final stamp of approval. I don't, I want the final stamp of approval, damn it. From whom? From whom should we expect the final stamp of approval? I want the planet to be safe. Nuclear fucking hellhole of idiots who are like, well, if you do this. Well, we've already destroyed Japan. Entire planet. Okay. See, the problem is, we are talking about like monkeys operating like gigantic. The best plan is just to to spread the knowledge, to spread the knowledge, to teach people. Okay, if there's a nuclear thing, your kids and your future generations are going to have huge deformities and be very painful life. There's not. There's going to be tons of suffering. Tons of it. And, and just, it's like right now there's some bondage and some non-bondage. You're going to a future that's 100% bondage. And I think if people can be made to realize that, well, suddenly us running the world is not so scary anymore. Well, bondage is, um, is some people are into that, you know. Oh, yeah, right. Because that's exactly what I was referring to. <laughs> Well, that's what it is. They're trying to trigger the birth of the Antichrist, right? You can't train someone to be the fucking Antichrist. They, you have none to be of born into the job. You have, to, you have to know someone. You have to know someone? Yeah, it's like any other high-profile high job. you got to know someone. So the Antichrist do- must have, like, an inside track to that job somewhere. Like, he didn't just apply for the job like you just said. Well, ideally, I'm sure it would be somebody they'd want to be able to control. Right. But a person that they could be able to control, they'd have to break them first. And you probably couldn't do that to someone who you could genuinely pass off as an antichrist, right? We'll just be the quantum. We'll be the simultaneous Christ and antichrist. I can pull that off. Just depending on who we're with, you know, one or the other. Very, it's 
everything in your eyes is very simple. I, I, I envy you, and sometimes I wish I, I, I could live the way you live, Jen. It's called uh, low-entropy thinking. <laughs> low-entropy thinking. You should yeah. write a book about that. I'm trying to, but I'm too busy. Look, I had to take a shit post sabbatical. If I don't do the shit posts, who will? Yeah. It's a calling, and I, I think you've been called. Well, it's not like I'm going to be doing this forever. Come on. Just well, when do you think you're going to retire from this and, and join the regular uh, populace? When you're 50, when you're 60? I don't know. It depends. Maybe I'll wait till the Internet bribes me to get off. If you got a visit from Men in Black and, and they said, Jen, you're getting a little too popular, your message is getting to the wrong people, it's dangerous, yeah, right. we need to shut you down, in return, here's a million dollars, keep your mouth shut, what, what do you do? <laughs> you're asking if I'm going to let them culturally appropriate the church? They couldn't. They couldn't replace me, that's the thing. What are you going to do? Uh, would, you of me? would you agree to, to like... No, just listen. Would you agree to stay off the internet and stay off the podcast for the rest of your life if the Men in Black offered you a million dollars of hush money? I don't think so. And to live a purely analog life for the rest of your life? I could do that. For a million bucks? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Tax free. Well, who knows what money's going to be worth in the future? Probably nothing. It's worth a lot right now. Yeah, well. It's an illusion for fuck's sake, so people need to face that fact. Well, I know it's an illusion because everything's an illusion, but we won't talk about that. that that's another show. Um, you know I why, wanna... though? Because your mind what? is, like, predicated on a false simulation. So it's by definition false. So obviously right. you're going to you're gonna have a hard time. Don't get me started on, on, on simulation, all right? I, I can emphatically prove that we're not living in reality, but... I don't have time for we that. We live in a real reality, and our minds You wouldn't believe simulated. it, even if I proved that you wouldn't believe it, because you have these preconceived notions of reality. Our bodies simulate our minds. That's how it works. We have no bodies. Our bodies are yep. simply electrical impulses that are received from our brain, which is also an illusion. Okay. How do you justify the existence of your body, then, because all the it evidence... It doesn't exist. My, I don't have a body. You these have are to. only... No, they're only impulses that my brain receives. And my Why brain is itself so is that this be a fucking simulation so that we can reset it? That will never happen. The best you can hope for is a theocratic dictatorship because <laughs> you, you guys are fucked and you're going to create a nuclear war. And every real, like, look at the religions now. It's like, well, we should probably think about normalizing pedophilia because it's such a good idea. It's like, okay. <sighs> We're well, not it's going to be political. What it exists to do, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to get political. We well, have that's all I'm saying. Jen. You know, you're trying to you're trying to creep up with the political stuff. We have to. Well, I'm have trying to, to say yeah. people respond to incentives. You know, all evil. Right. Evil is never fun to do. They think it's fun. Some people are numb and they think that they can convince themselves that doing evil is okay and permissible, but it isn't. Okay. But it's a matter a of seeing cause and effect, really, at the end of the day. If you can see the effects of what you're doing in the long mm -hmm. run, then you won't want to do the evil actions anymore, I don't think. Do you think the people that 
set up the nuclear power plants in Japan to be in the worst possible locations in the event of a natural disaster are evil or just stupid? Um, just, yeah, just, I guess, not greedy, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. of all the places to put a nuclear reactor, right on a fault line, right on the ocean. It's, well, you know what it is, though? They don't really understand how the world works. Yeah. Right? They don't do really you? understand. Do you? Um, yeah. Better than they do. I mean, I wouldn't say 100% because I don't think one person can understand the whole world all at once. Alone. It's too much information. I need something then, happy. you, you got to say something. Like, I, I told you when we talked earlier that, that I wasn't quite as depressed today as I usually am. You, you're kind of bringing me back there, though. I mean, this 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 dark, sullen worldview. I mean, can you give me something hopeful to, to look forward to to cheer me up? I don't know. You got nothing? To cheer you up? Well, I, I, um, I'm happy that the false reality is gone. Honestly, I, I hated the false reality. I hate it. Ladies and gentlemen, not do not invite Jen to a party because she's not going to be very fun. I guess, no parties for Jen. No parties. I guess it's hard for you guys. What do you mean, us guys? What do you, what do you mean, well, you guys? I've always kind of felt like an outsider and like things were just not right. Now that people are finding what actually is right or getting closer to it anyway, like people are definitely misguided. But, uh, you know, blame that on a lack of role models. I think you could be a role model to them to the masses. Obviously, I think you're already doing it. Obviously, you are. You are too, silly. No, 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 no. Of course I'm you are. I'm just a man. I'm just a man. I'm just a man who's searching for truth in this vast holographic simulation. Oh grasping God! Onto, so if you're searching I'm grasping, for truth, I'm searching for truth. See, you're not going to really understand it if you have any false. If you have any false beliefs, you're not going to understand the nature of the universe. So you have to let go of these false illusions. This this whole notion of the simulation universe, what the fuck is wrong with you people for thinking that? It's ridiculous. It is the next universe. step in mental it evolution. The next step is a universal consciousness across the whole globe. Yeah, but that doesn't require any matter. So you do agree with me. Because the universal consciousness does not require physical matter. Um, it's, the, it's the quantum mind, so it's an electromagnetic field. It's electro electromagnetic is just Electromagnetism is just the effect that we see. It's not the actual um, mechanism causing it. Yeah, it is just the mechanism. No, no, no. Uh, electromagnetism. Coherent electromagnetism, yeah. It's you don't like need to make it anything more complicated than what it is. That's, no, that's it, the key. Minimal if complexity. If you see a spark... If you see a spark, you're not seeing electricity. You're seeing what electricity is causing. Likewise, what you're seeing is an energetic transfer that had to happen through some light being given off based on what... Yeah, but you're not um, seeing electricity. Therefore, you're not seeing electromagnetism in the world. You're seeing its effects. Well, photons mediate electromagnetism. So wherever there's a, uh, an electromagnetic potential that you're going to have I don't want to say the equivalent to photons, because it's not exactly that, but the photons have to do with the information stored within the uh, field itself. Speaking of photons, 
I have a hypothesis. I have a hypothesis. Want to hear it? Of course. I hypothesize that if one, if a person, if one truly, if if one could ever truly understand the double slit, delayed, erase, quantum experiment, if anyone, if, if anyone could truly internalize it and truly understand it, either they would explode into a ball of flames or they would become fully actualized and able to transcend time and space. Because I don't think anyone truly can wrap their brains around double slit. Because if you do, if you, ever, if you ever do, it's just another way to realize that nothing's real. Except I, I came about that hypothesis for, through inference uh, from the double slit. I don't truly understand the double slit, neither do you. If we yeah, did, yeah, I do. No, if you understood the implications of it, you have, to, you have to not just understand the mechanism, but the implications of it, you probably wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. You would realize there's no reason to. We're all just, we're all just potential. It doesn't matter. So because it's, we it's have only through our ignorance, like, we, because we have a wave like fundamental nature, we don't need to get out of bed. That's a. It's only through our ignorance of the double slit experiment that we even get out of bed in the morning. And thank God for that. I don't think it's possible to totally understand double slit. And thank God. I don't think the human mind has the potential to truly understand. It's not. It's really not because you just have to think of the... The thing is, the way they explain it now is, is not good. You just have to think of it as having different possible velocities. Different momentum. Still, no, and they're still. just all different arrows. And one of them gets selected. And By whom? The slit, the slit selects one. It's, it's like a, you know, when you have a, a dice that you roll and one of the sides comes up. No, no. You, you yeah. wow. You that's don't the, understand that's the double slit. That's the dice of the electron. That's what the electron itself looks like. Uh, you know, that distribution is sort of an unfolding of its wave potential. But yeah, it's, uh, it's going through the slit and at that point it's sort of saying, well, you have all potentials now and you're only going to have one or in, it's more correct to say you're only going to have a range of potential. Doesn't that freak you out? Not at all. It makes me so happy because now I'm like, fuck, now I don't have to worry about explaining that shit anymore. I can actually just explain it. And it's so easy rather than being like, Oh, you guys are nuts and living in a false reality and et cetera. All right. Well, based on the fact that we do get out of bed each morning, I can safely say that neither one of us fully understand double slip. And, well, uh, the double slit is just—it's actually just vector addition. You take two single slits together, and yeah. you, you look at it as a, a potential. Okay, so an electron that's not moving—you mm-hmm. can think of that as. Do you know what a vector is? Like right. a three-dimensional yeah. Cartesian. Do you know what a three-dimensional plane is? Like a yeah. not three-dimensional plane. So do you know what a, like a Cartesian? Huh, I don't want to say Cartesian plane, but this like three-dimensional vector space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. X, Y, Z. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. When you have an arrow coming out of the origin, that's called a vector. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, a circle would be like the set of all vectors of a given length. Or sphere, sorry, is all vectors of a given length. So it's like you have all these different arrows that are going out to make a sphere from a vector. You like add them all together and it sort of makes this surface of arrows pointing outwards. I don't know how else to explain it. But anyway, you have that and it reduces to one of them. Or more correctly, it reduces to a range of them. 
You're not really describing double slit. You're describing something that you're creating in your mind slit. right That's now. That's a single slit. So from the spherical case, it's not actually a spherical potential because that's an electron. A single electron is a spherical potential, but because the electron is accelerated, it only has velocities going in the forward direction, so it's like half of a sphere. And basically when it goes through that circle, or the, sorry, when it goes through the slit, basically one of those is, it goes into one of what are called the eigenstates. What? It's one of the eigenstates is like chosen at, not at, it is chosen at random. It is completely Absolutely random. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh my God. I, I can safely say, Jen, you do not understand this all. Of the electron itself, but it's, it's random because you can't predict upon releasing a single electron where. But there's no, there's no such thing as randomness. If there was, the double slit wouldn't have the effects it does. It wouldn't, you wouldn't reliably get the interference pattern. You wouldn't reliably get it. That's a long-term average. The distribution of the electron potential is an average. So the average always works out to the same thing because on average, you're going to get, because like that, that's how it's defined. The average value of, you know, distribution of values is going to, it's called regression to the mean. So yeah, what, what you're saying doesn't mean that there's determinism per electron emission. Right. And there never can that was be. fishy. This sounds fishy, Jen. This sounds you know, like well, there's you're... an element of uncertainty. There are several elements of uncertainty. Uh, and that's I'm uncertain just... about your explanation about this is what I'm uncertain about. It's not a popular explanation, but once someone understands it... Why is it that you only hold unpopular... Jen, oh, why it's is not it that... unpopular. It is popular. And people like it now. People are coming and be like, oh, my God, now. Because I knew that, like, I figured if I was just a bitch for a really short amount of time, people would just give up quicker trying to deride yeah. me. Imagine no, spending five years deriding me and being exposed as an idiot. And this way, the number of people who look terrible are is minimized. What do you think? I think people are latching on you because you're being a contrarian. And, uh, a contrarian. Yes, you're being a contrarian. Um, so you're saying troll magnet? What? <laughs> are you saying I, I'm a troll magnet? <laughs> no, I'm saying that I think that... I think you need to kind of get a a Brian Green book and just read it. And I, I think it'll open your, your mind a little bit. I, I think you're so against popular theory that you don't realize that some of the most rebellious theories out there now are becoming popular. Well, it's not about being rebellious per se. Rebelliousness in and of itself is not a virtue. Conformity is actually the greatest virtue. Conformity is very yeah. virtue. What? Right. It is. I'm going to have to end this. What? Annoying. Being, Being contrarian. a contrarian. You are a contrarian. Your life, your life is, 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 is a manifestation of, of contrary principles. Um, it's not. Wrapped up, wrapped up in, in, in tinfoil and, and then rewrapped again in gunpowder, ready to explode at, at anyone questioning any of your theories. Now, I'm saying this in love, Jen, not out of hate. Well, they can question it based on logic, except newsflash. Nobody does. So it's kind of annoying, right? All right, all right, all right. I have to because, cut this. this but, because what? Be, wouldn't you be annoyed? Wouldn't I be annoyed what, if what? If you were always right and yet everybody always said you were oh wrong. Oh, my God. You never had an argument for it? 
You're not always right. You're not always right, Jen. And I think after 15 shows, you should realize that you're right about 50% of the time. And I, you know, I think that's pretty fair. Okay. So when are we going to get the proof for the holographic universe? That's what I want to know. Next episode. Because I would love to have a party for that. Next episode. Um, I hate to cut this week's show short, but uh, I have to get back to work in the real world. Um, and I have to Thank leave the holographic so world for now. But um, um, we're going we're gonna to talk about this again next week. And we're going to get pure science next week, and we're going to stay away from all things political. Um, if you want any more, if, if any of the audience wants uh, more information on the show, www.scienceboobies.com. And you can reach us uh, via that page as well as listening to the archive of previous shows. T-shirts available as well. Um, tell your friends because we need more publicity. Um, and Jen needs more followers. Um, I don't oh, yeah, think she'll I ever have enough because she's building, a, she's building a drone army to take over um, the Northern Hemisphere. But um, that, 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 that's for another episode. Um, I must say goodbye to you now. Um, Jen, say goodbye to all the little kitties um, watching and listening. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I hope it wasn't too somber this week. No, it was really a good. Under the weather. You did a good job, Jen. I, I want you to take the rest of the night off and and we'll get a latte and um, and eat, eat some uh, eat some kettle corn and and, and watch some uh, some strawberry shortcake. Thank you. Goodbye. This podcast is hosted by Jen and Brian and was recorded using the internet, which is a series of tubes. Copyright 2016 Intentional Sharfing Media Cartel. Music by David C. Chastain. Listen to more episodes on sciencefoobies.com. Yes, I said boobies. Goodbye. Now go home and read a book before your brain dies of atrophy.